welcome to Gamers of the Lost Ark. I'm your host, Ryan, and I have forgotten my intro because I've not brought it with me because at this present moment I'm in Ireland and not at home. And basically, this is just podcast all about, uh, you know, the amazing feelings that games give us. So that is kind of what I say in my intro. I can't really remember. But I am joined today by uh, Lulu Pew. Um, Lucy, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> Thank very, you for having very good. me. Very, very good. We've, we're just off the back of a, you know, hey, we both love pretty much all the same games conversation. That was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was nice to go through. Uh, let's just say that, that Lucy has great taste. I'm going to say that for one. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to today's game that we're going to break down is um, another game that, you know, someone with great taste might have played is, uh, of course, Spiritfarer. Um it is a, you know, it's just a, a f- absolutely fantastic, you know, Studio Ghibli, Disney-style, art-styled, you know, side-scrolling, farming, looking after people as they die game. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I, I just can't wait to break it down, really. I've done one podcast on it before um, that's that's no longer on my feed anyway, so, so and then I'm, yeah, looking forward to breaking it down. But whether, albeit, basically, you see, the mechanics the story the characters uh the music of course the visuals anything that you want to bring forward we'll just sort of as we go we've sort of said we're going to loosely go through all the spirits at least um but if anything else springs to mind please do uh fire away because you know this is your opportunity to leave a you know verbal love letter to uh to spirit fair that's for sure thank you and i love that you've <laughs> called it like a love letter because mm-hmm. on honestly i played this over Christmas actually so really recently um because I had like three weeks off for work and I'd seen a couple of my friends streaming Spirit Fair but like I hadn't watched a full playthrough or anything I kind of thought oh I'll get to it I'll get to it and honestly it's probably my favorite game I played of 2021 well that's saying something because Life is Strange True Colors as well but I don't it just like the story I think a lot, you know, a lot of people deal with grief and I think a lot of people have, you know, over lockdown as well and mm-hmm. things being isolated, dealing with your emotions. I feel like it's kind of the perfect game to come out when it did because it came out in like, I think it came out 2020 or 2021 during the pandemic anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just, I love emotional narrative based games. That's kind of like my bread and butter. We are speaking about that before, you know, like RPGs, games that just tell a story that people can relate to and kind of showcase humanity um yeah so yeah this is just this game oh god there's so much to talk about (laughs) this this game does an excellent job particularly of like dealing with like real hefty stuff but presenting it in like a brilliantly light way where it's like you know giving these characters just to begin with giving them like animal forms makes them like immediately appeal to like i don't know something that makes it kind of childlike and i think that like that's a great way to present such hefty tones um because i think if they were all people and all this kind of stuff it would be like kind of harder to deal with um because there's a lot of like really full-on narratives in it like albeit that you know what is the meaning of life or existential dread or like what is a life well lived and i think that's something that's really interesting that you know your idea 
of a life well lived and my idea and you know let's say astrid's idea would be very very different of a life well lived and you know it deals with loss it deals with love it deals with like just death itself really really well um and i and i think that that's just it just makes it so like there's so many intricacies and it makes it so fascinating you know um but like just to start off with like something that's just popping to my head is what did you think of the art style or the way that it looked I absolutely adored the art style. It was the first thing that intrigued me to the game because, like, I really didn't know much about it. Because, like I said, I'd seen a couple of people streaming it, but it was, like, only little bits of it I'd seen. So I really didn't know how dark it was going to be. Um, and off the bat, it's just, like, so wholesome and welcoming. And like you said, it's kind of like a Studio Ghibli style, almost like Nino Kuni. If anyone's mm. played that, it reminded me of that kind of game. And you're right about it being animals as well, because the subject matter is so heavy. I think yeah. if you had people or if you had it in more of like a realism style art art piece, like it would just be too much. Like I'm thinking of like Night in the Woods as well, which is also yeah. one of my favorite games. You know, having something that's got animals and more wholesome kind mm. of visual style just it makes the subject matter a bit easier to deal with. Yeah, I guess that's why, like, you know, a lot of children's books and stuff will talk about, you know, it could be death or could be talking about something that, like, you know, even if it's just as little as winning and losing and using a, you know, a tortoise and a hare as opposed to looking at a, you know, a kid laughing at another kid. It makes it way more, like, I don't know, like, harder to relate because you're like, oh, this is horrible, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is cool. I, I think that... The, yeah, like you say, it, it's it's just this kind of um, that there's it like with Night in the Woods, there's this like you seem to like relate to it in like a in a way because you know it's a human story being told with these animals and they very much are humans, you know. Um, and there's a kind of like a bit of life of pie about it, maybe you know, um, if you've ever if you ever watched that with the like how the the animals kind of represent humans and stuff, it's cool. But like, yeah, I, I mean. Another thing that stands out to me or that I'd like to talk to you about particularly before we get into necessarily like the more like hefty narrative stuff and the characters is just kind of like if we bowl through just as I'm thinking like the mechanics and the farming and like the kind of more, let's say, day-to-day -day activities of it. Yeah, I found the, the like farming sim style of it like almost Stardew Valley-esque or mm -hmm. Animal Crossings and it kind of gave me nostalgia for... I say nostalgia. The lockdown certainly wasn't fun, but like the first lockdown in March 2020 when Animal Crossing came out, the new game, yeah. and it was just nice to have something just kind of relaxing. And I say monotonous, but you know, you'd have your chores and your routine. And I kind of had like a little routine in Spirit yeah. Fair because I was off work and I was just playing it constantly. Um, and it was just, yeah, just really, you know, from like the planting and the, i really enjoyed the cooking i think the cooking yeah. was really good in the game like getting all your recipes um it's just like a nice it's a nice touch because if you were just constantly going to the everdoor it mm -hmm. like say it, it would it would just be too much and like the exploration as well i really like the map and the map mechanics um mm -hmm. and yet you just kind of get like into a little routine and you know like the way the, the day spread out and everything i i really enjoyed it it gives you like a sense of purpose as you're traveling from the different areas and stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. When you're just, 
you're waiting. I think the, the only problem I ever had with this game was that just for me particularly personally, like I know so many people that like would absolutely love the resource stuff. You know, and there was just a little, like ever so slightly grinded on me at certain points, just the pace of it. Um, but it wasn't. It's only really a really particular personal preference of mine, where I'm just a little bit like, you know, I kind of wanted it to be like the ship to move a little quicker at times, and you had to like really like kind of grind to get it to the point where it could. Um, but I, I guess the the whole point of the game is to slow you down and make you measured and make you feel these things and make you kind of. Um, you know float and experience everything that's going on and i like the fact that that your goings on and your things on the ship and like there's just like a kind of asmr like satisfactory stuff to all of the like resource stuff like albeit like they're like did it did it when you're trying to do your uh pickaxe <laughs> oh yeah or like it's that. like it's like the linen and things like that or it's yeah. um when you've got the the wood in the sawmill and you're trying to get it exact and it does that like <laughs> yeah. ping you got four this time because you did it exactly right it's yeah. like a little accomplishment <laughs> yeah definitely they do really well at like making those things really satisfying when you do do them um at any point when you pick up any kind of resource which is cool but yeah i really like the cooking as well and like chucking different things together and seeing what they were like i remember there was a particular thing i can't remember what it was, it was oh it was this you know you can jump off the side of the ship and get the seashells from yeah. the side of your ship like i just had so many seashells cooked just because i used to just try and keep my ship as clean as possible because i was a little bit ocd about that oh um, my god i'm the same because it would drive me nuts if there were seashells on the side of the boat yeah. and every day there'd be more and more i'm like no i can't have this yeah. i'm literally like, hopping straight off you know I'm, I'm right in the middle of a really important task for someone who's you know who's trying to get to the Everdor, and i'm jumping straight off the ship like nah this needs to stop i need to get this one little crustacean off the front of the ship because it doesn't look quite pretty as i like it to look um but yeah, I, I just I think the the general mechanics of the game for sure. If you're a Stardew fan and you're deciding to listen to this podcast anyway, and you just want to kind of see whether it's something that interests you, like this game is for you. It's like that kind of Moorish like resource kind of based stuff, which is great. Um, and again, the way it's presented in the art style and everything, I think is just fantastic. Um, uh, so basically the you know the the whole premise of it is to get these spirits or these uh these people to the everdor and that is something that is so individual and i guess like i'm more than happy to crack on because i'm assuming the mechanics and stuff will come into it as we go anyway so like i'm mm -hmm. more than happy to just crack through your spirits and anybody who particularly stands out to you i must say i didn't do every single spirit yeah no there's there's one spirit that i couldn't do mm -hmm. that um i found after I'd uh, finish the game, but the one that comes out like straight away for me, and if I think about her too much, I'm gonna get emotional. I love her so much. It's it's Alice, the little hedgehog. Mm -hmm. Um, I was watching a documentary from the dev company that made Spirit Fair, and a lot of the characters are either based on like um like fans of theirs, like their personal stories about their loved ones, mm -hmm. or from the devs themselves. And Alice is based on, I think it's one of the artists. I can't, if you look at the doc, there's a documentary on YouTube. If you look Spirit Fair documentary, you'll find it. I think it's one of the artists and it's kind of like an ode to her grandmother. Yeah. And you can really see that because Alice, you know, suffers with dementia. She's an older, um, adorable little hedgehog that has the best outfits ever. She's so cute and wholesome. But, yep. like her her story of her like slowly losing her memory and everything it's so heartbreaking and i think like you know a lot of people 
can relate to that story with older relatives or grandparents and like taking her to the Everdor, it was just I absolutely bawled my eyes out. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's really well told specifically because it's like it's not in your face straight from the start. It's very much like a gradual decline, which is what like um like how dementia is like you know because it kind of eats away the brain that way and takes away the memories and takes away the the ability to know kind of what's going on and stuff um and it's told really excellently in this because you start to pick it up over time and then you're like oh and then there's these little like lovely like little moments that create a connection between you and her like when she's like could you help me to walk different places or she can't go up the stairs anymore and all these different things these limitations that almost make you just want to care for her even more you know um and and particularly like i think for anyone like you know it happened to me with my granddad like not necessarily with dementia but like it's like was end of life like cancer stuff and then like that was like really like it it hits you when someone is losing themselves in that way and I think that that is something that, you know, particularly because, you know, realistically, all we are is memories. And all we are is this kind of, uh, you know, shell of experiences. And to think of them burning away is something that's like really like heart-wrenchingly horrible for anybody to think of, and let alone for anyone to have gone through. So I think it's one of the like more powerful pieces of storytelling in it, that's for sure. And it's told in like a really gentle, nice way. Oh, for sure. Like, I think one of the reasons Spirit Fair hit me so much, I mean, it would have regardless anyway, but um, you know, from like 2020 to 2021, um, I lost like three people and I couldn't go to the funerals because mm-hmm. of COVID. And one of them was my uncle and I was really, really close to my uncle and he had dementia. So it was just, it was, it was almost like a Spirit, playing Spirit Fair was like a therapy session for me as well because yeah. it like allowed me to deal with my grief in a way I thought I hadn't before it just it makes you think about things and it kind of I mean you know grief and death and everything is terrifying but the way it's presented in this game just I don't know it's 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 a part of the human experience none of us know what's after death it's you know philosophy's biggest question nobody can figure it out you know Mm -hmm. and just yeah it just felt so raw and genuine and yeah, the, the game is yeah. like steeped in that. It's like it, it, in the way it's told in different ways, and like, and I like the fact that you 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 liking it to having a, a therapy session because there's plenty of games that I've that I've uh, been through that have felt like therapy sessions for me, including like What Remains of Edith Finch and um, also. Oh my god, I love that game. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> and also, um, Sea of Solitude was another one. Um, but like, so it it it, it does affect different parts of you. And that is, all be that vicarious, because the characters touch you in different ways. Like, of course, um, the, the the hedgehog is is a perfect example of, like, your relationship with older people, you know? And mm-hmm. then it's got some, like, parent stuff, and it's got, like, it's just got all these different things, all these little sparks that, you know, it may be someone you know that's been through it, or you may, you know, or someone it, you liken them to and stuff like that. And it's just very, very human. And it's really, really cool. I really, really like how it is. I do have one very, very grim story to tell about the hedgehog, though, that I must be admit to. And that is oh, gosh. that. And that is that. <laughs> that is that. I I accidentally left her out one night, and I felt so bad. Oh no! I know. I, woke, Alice. I, I know because because she says like, "Can I go out and stand and look at the sunset?" Like, 
Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that I know you're like, oh, it's really cute. And you walk her up there and you leave. And I went to bed tonight and I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh my God, I've left her at the end of the ship. <laughs> oh, bless her. <laughs> and, and she even says like, wow, you left me out all night. Like I was like, oh no. Oh, does she act? I didn't know she would actually yeah. say anything. Yeah, I thought yeah, she yeah. might have just been like, oh, yeah. go back. Yeah, the, devs, oh the devs really twisted the knife in. But like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I felt so awful. Okay, we are back. Apologies. My uh, my mic decided to screech as loud as it possibly could in Lucy's ears. Um, <laughs> I do apologize for that. Uh, it'll write in the, I think that was that was um, karma coming for me for leaving out, leaving um, leaving her out on deck. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, that was just... that. I, she will always be forever you know a character that touches my heart but also re- makes me feel guilty because i just remember that that horrible night where i left her outside and and you know had to have a dark comedy giggle at myself about it um but yes i uh certainly think that particularly her story is told really really well um as most of the spirits are to be honest i don't think there's any of them that i can particularly think of where i'm like oh that wasn't as well told as i'd have hoped or something they're all like really well told and i love how her has progressed over time and yeah taking her to the door and i love how she gives you like they there's all those kind of like older uh older person kind of stereotypes that they use really good like just giving you a little bit of food or cooking you something nice and <laughs> i think that's great you know oh yeah i love that like um where my uncle lived, because um, like anyone that's listening probably tell I'm Scottish. Um, they <laughs> live like in Fort William, so that's like the Highlands of Scotland. And any time I go up to visit, it's it's just the thing where you get like homemade tablet, which is like kind of like basically sugar. It's basically fudge, but more sugar, oh, and right. you just get fed constantly there it's just the thing like my or like my auntie will be all around like you're right hen <laughs> all right i'll get you a lorry i'll get you an iron blue yeah nice. you're not eating and then you eat and then an hour later it's like are you hungry again it's like no i'm fine yeah <laughs> so I, it I, reminds me of that i i went up to a to a uh, place with my friend called dingwall up there i think it's called dingwall um oh yeah and, yeah. and i i went to there that's like right up in the in the north of scotland as well um and i and i was it was very much the same his family were very much like that of being like you know constantly putting an iron brew in my hand the second i finished the last one like you know <laughs> it was great but yeah so she's next in character if you have anything else to say about her at any point then please do uh again taking her to the other door and the whole kind of journey of taking anyone to the other door is something that i think is particularly special about this game and the fact that you can like you you are able to embrace them for the last time which is really really nice um is there anything that that particularly stands out it's so sweet and kind of what we were speaking about before we were recording something that i really like about the structure of the game is even though like it is linear and there is chapters when somebody says they want to go to the everdoor you don't have to take them straight away you can put it off and like i'll i'll admit i had like four of them at the end that i couldn't I couldn't take them to the Everdoor, and I, that was a mistake because then I had to take four of them, mm-hmm. one right after the other, right after the other. So yeah. it was really heartbreaking. Um, but you can kind of choose to deal with it there and then, or leave it for a bit and keep them on the ship with you. And yeah, like with the embraces and stuff like that, they're also unique to each character, which I really like. And you get other spirits like is it Elena or Lena, and they will not let you hug them at all yeah. until right at the end and it just kind of 
I don't know, all the spirits are so unique. And like, I love that each interaction with them is unique and they are like, they're, I mean, they are their own people. Um, and I really love that because sometimes you don't always get that in games. You know, sometimes they don't feel like a fully, a fully yeah, structured character. Yeah, for sure. It does and, I, here. and I think that like, you're right in the fact that I think to begin with, there's something you said that stands out to me is just the fact that you were just like, they are human, you know? And mm-hmm. the, like each of their stories are like human, and and they perfectly the game perfectly personifies like what it is to be human. I think that is being individual, and that is but also somehow together. You know, like we're somehow connected, but we're also somehow so different. And like you know, I don't particularly like believe in God or anything like that, but like like you know, I totally respect people that do. And like I know, I believe in something like the universe or whatever. And like I think that there is like an energy about things, and that you know, at the end of the day, like which is what this game effectively is, is about the end of the day, is about the last moments, the last part of your journey, and putting things to bed and putting things to rest and stuff. That like it's about like all of these characters, regardless of whether they are quite somber or whether they're happy or whether they're this, that, and the other, they all find this kind of, like, moment of acceptance and this moment of, like, being okay with passing on, you know? Yeah, and something that I really love about each of the characters is, like, even as much as I love Alice, they're all flawed, and every single person is flawed. No yes. one is a perfect human. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. No. Um, I'm definitely not perfect. <laughs> um, and it just it shows the reality of life. Like there's two spirits. I'm sure we'll get into at some point soon where there's like a relationship breakdown, and you know mm-hmm. there's like infidelity and stuff like that. And um, the thing that kind of really strikes me, what you were saying earlier as well, is like you know everyone has a different life and different goals and things they want to do or they never did do but everyone's life is just as meaningful as the other you know everyone has value in this world yeah. um, and you see that each time you bring someone to the to the everdoor and you know when we get those little sequences after you've brought a few of them to the everdoor and you can kind of see little bits of their life or like how they connect to your character yeah um and i really i really like that cuz you never know who you're going to impact. You'll always impact someone. Um, yeah, for sure. And it's and it's like one of those things where there's plenty of times, and you know, I'll be honest as well. There's plenty of spirits that done my head in. Like yeah. they just like <laughs> I was just like, oh my god! Like if the frog guy asked me for a pork chops one more time, I just was just going to be like, I will throw you <laughs> overboard, bud. You were doing my head in. Like yes, all right. Like and the guy would just eat man like eat so much i'm like i've feeding you like every day like a thousand times man you still just want your pork chops like you're still just not happy it's just never never enough but anyway you know that's that that's a very short rant over about him but like even come the end of 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 his arc and stuff like or there's still moments and things that you can enjoy about them and even like like you say, I think you know, I'm sure we'll come crashing into the the lion story. But like you know, I'm sure most people won't like one of the lions, the one who who committed the infidelity and stuff, you know. But there is still parts of that thing that you can like, or parts of the story that you can relate to, or parts of it you can understand. And I think that that's like again, where I'm talking from this point of view of being like, this game is a great example of being able to highlight that that everybody's spark shines differently, and everybody like 
you know, people might hurt people, people might go through life, and there are those things in life of being hurt, and sometimes you can fall in love and fall in love with the wrong person and be hurt by the wrong person and all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, leave before your time's ready and all that kind of stuff. And I just think that it's it's just such a, a fantastic tapestry of life, you know, this game. And I think that's something that it does really, really well. Um, any other spirits, though, particularly the, the standing out that you're like, ah, I need to talk about them? Yeah, you were mentioning there um, the frog guy, which is Atoll, which yes. is probably like my second favourite story arc because it's so frustrating. But I think it's like quite realistic, like we were mentioning. So like as much as a pain in the arse he was, I gave him a fruit diet, by the way. I couldn't be bothered with the pork chops. I had berries on me at all times, so I was like, you're getting berries. <laughs> yeah, he, but, uh, the good thing about him was that he would just eat, eat like if you gave him a piece of shit, he'd eat it. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't make <laughs> anything. Um, I really liked his character. It was very, like, I wouldn't say fatherly, but almost like an uncle. Well, he was he was an uncle, and you yeah. became really close with him. And you know, you're doing all these like side quests for all the spirits, and his one is like a family dinner. So you have this like really, you have to make all these different recipes, and you have this like really sweet meal, and then you think after that. Oh yeah, the next day he's probably gonna ask Meg, you know, to go to the Everdor. But he's not there. He yeah. leaves. He goes to the Everdor and doesn't tell you. And, you know, if you look at the backstory of Battle, I think um, you know, he hadn't been around before previously as well. And as frustrating as it is, that's like a part of life as well. Some people come and go. And mm-hmm. that's just the reality reality of it. Some people are meant to be in your life, some are not, and sometimes goodbyes are too hard for some people yeah 100 yeah. percent. which which again suits his character because he is so like ah you know happy-go-lucky and like very yeah. much like how's it going and everything and sometimes those are the people that do find it the hardest to say goodbye you know they're very much like oh i prefer to almost turn away and <laughs> pretend it's not happening as opposed to um like you know give you a big hug for you leaving or whatever you know and they'd find that extremely hard to do um but what's something that really stands out to me about him is the fact that, like, from I think it's early doors again. My memories are slightly skewed because it's been quite a while since I played the game. But like, the the fact that he immediately establishes his link with food to do with the fact that that was how he had a relationship with his kids, I'm correct, or relationship with someone via food. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's with his kids because yeah, so he's like an absent father, wasn't he? But he found like a, a connection of the fact that he could eat with his kids. And that was something yeah, that you remembered. I think there was a specific recipe with him. It was it was like fried chicken or something. Yeah. I remember because it was a pain to get the stuff for it. Oh, and he was like, God. the reason I like this is because it reminds me of being with my kids. Yeah. And like food does have, like food, well, taste and smell are like some of the strongest senses, but you could have that with anything. Yeah, like sure. it triggers a, triggers a, triggers a memory. So, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I like the fact that they, they, they attach that straight away. So, like, there'll be times where I'd be, like, so annoyed at him about the fact that he was so hungry all the time, and then I'd remember things like that and be like, oh, but, you know, he likes it because it reminds him of things and, you know, stuff like that. And and I, that's what the game does really well with doing those things. Like, making... It, it could be that, you know... And I think that's a, that's a fine example. I think that, like, each individual story and every single individual light in the world that that is people that their individual stories matter and that like 
moments matter there's a fantastic thing i watched on youtube at one point that reminds me a lot of this game where it's it's it talks about it's this guy he does like a, a live action uh like a performance with all these lights that hang from the ceiling and as he goes to each light he tells the story of two people and he tells the story of their lives how they you know they got married and these different things they had kids and just like all these individual moments but what he does so excellently is he tells about the mundane and he tells about like things that are just like just moments of like a time that she was looking in a magazine or just like random stuff. And then in the end, all that happens is, and you think that's going to lead to some huge thing. And then it just happens that they just happen to walk past each other. And like, it's, and it's just a fantastic example of how like stories as a, as a whole kind of thing, or, or everybody is, it has their own story arc or their own difference. And that's something that this game just so perfectly does. And that actually those little moments like him having that or having that attachment to food, like you say, or like a memory or something, the smell or something that could be very individual to you, like something like that could be, a, you know, smell of a roast dinner could mean nothing to you because it was nothing. You didn't have particularly had that in, in your growing up or you, you live in a different country or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But like to someone else, that could be everything that could mean family to them. And I think that's cool. I think that's really decent. Yeah, everyone connects with different things in different ways. Um, and the thing that I really like about this game as well is like, even though everyone is so different, they're all connected through your character of Stella. And like, I, I keep, I keep going back to the pandemic, but it's just because we're in pandemic world. You know, I think one thing that's been really interesting about, you know, everyone connecting online, it makes you realize how small the world is and how you know, we can all relate to each other on a human level yeah. in some capacity. Even though everyone is incredibly different, there are some things about the human experience that we all go through, and one of them being loss that this yes. game deals with. So, yeah, yeah it, it showcases the individual individuality, and, like, through things like, you know, the characters will have, like, their favourite foods and their dislikes mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff, and they're all the individuals, but they all care for Stella. They all care for each other. They're all on the same kind of journey, if you will, to the Everdoor. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, I love how it's constructed in that way. I just, I just love how it's this kind of, you are there kind of, and, and I think, I'm not sure whether, of course, it's ever identified exactly who Stella is or what she is. Um, or whether actually your journey is a part of the whole thing. You know, whether your journey in helping people is your last chapter or whatever i think it's very open-ended i believe and or whether she's in real life she was an end-of-life carer or something and she dealt with all these different people in the final moments there's lots of like open-ended stuff about this which is cool yeah you can kind of take the story where where you want it i suppose mm -hmm. um i mean that that end that ending bit with your sister i don't know about you this game made me cry a lot but that made me cry mm -hmm. that was um beautifully done just the way that like you guys you see how everybody's connected to stella like actually like in real life if you're outside of the ship the boat yeah um that was that was really nice yeah i think that it's just i like the fact that they have all those all those interconnecting things and it could be that it's just something a music they listen to or something like that something that just connects them to her um which is which is really good. Any other ones then that that we want to trash through? Um, let me have a little look. Well, should we speak about the lions, Astrid and 
Giovanni. Yeah. Yeah, because I love Astrid, but <laughs> Giovanni, I mean, the the dude needs to have words with, with himself. Like, yeah. I want to like him so much, but he's an arsehole. <laughs> oh, he's a dick, for yeah. sure. I absolutely know that about it. But it's that kind of, like, again, the example that I alluded to at the start, which is that, like, you could be a dick, but perhaps you're happy being a dick, and perhaps you can actually rest easy being a dick, is like a... a a concept that this game throws at you which then suddenly makes you go oh yeah of course not everyone's a you know has to have a oh i'm gonna ride off into the sunset with all my loose ends tied up and be saying oh you know i'm a great person <laughs> yeah in the the relationship between astrid and giovanni is really interesting as well um you know because Relate any relationship in life is really difficult, whether it's romantic or not. Mm-hmm. And you kind of you get an option as well where you can like tell Astrid if you think Giovanni's um like going off with someone else again or not. Yeah. And both choice because I'm the type of person as well with um choice based games. I will immediately look at what the other choice was afterwards. I have to. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did that for for this in. I mean, both are not great situations. You're kind of between a rock and a hard place, um, whether you want to get involved or not. But again, that's the realities of life because, you know, people mess up and make mistakes. And I suppose it's up to you as the player to decide whether you have that faith in Giovanni that people can change or, you know, if you side with Astrid. It's And the way, the way, they, the way they do it is they don't necessarily try and make you pick sides either because Giovanni is a really likeable character. And he's been through well. war and stuff. Yeah. Which is which gives his character a lot of depth. But like, I, it's just, it, it's very, and I like the fact that you've said that about, about your own personal involvement because I guess that's the, the kind of, that's relatable with all of the characters really is is how much you involve yourself with them there were certainly characters on the ship that i was like right i'll get your stuff done but like i didn't particularly emotionally connect with um the again i was like oh you know like there was stuff that they said that really like still hits me but necessarily their character i didn't particularly like who they were um but again it's your own choice whether you want to involve yourself in that or explore more of them or whether you take them at their face value and you don't want to, and all that kind of stuff. And especially with, with Giovanni and, and Astrid, I, I I did choose to tell her. And that was something that I remember she just kicked off at me about it and went and shut herself away, didn't she? Is yeah, I, I did I did the same thing as you, and I was like, oh, I was trying to help you, Astrid, yeah. honestly. But isn't that just every time you've ever had a friend that's in the wrong relationship? Well, yes, this is it's true. it's It's a great example of that. It's a great example of, like you can try to get involved but at the end of the day it's up to that person to make their own mistakes or make their own decisions you know and there's so many times oh sorry no carry on on. from the other perspective of it if you've been in that situation as well you're not gonna you're not gonna listen to anybody no because you're right and you're the like you have tunnel vision and you're different glasses (laughs) so yeah and you're different because they're not, you know, they're not like that with you, or whatever yeah, you want to try and change, yeah. yeah, or whatever <laughs> you want to try and say to yourself. Which again is is incredibly relatable in so many ways because Astrid's so gentle and nice and happy and like like slightly grumpy at times, mm-hmm. but again, like very endearing and like 
I just like the fact that she's so she ha- almost has like a personality transplant when he comes on to the ship, of being like very like oh I'm old enough and just like putty in his hands, you know. Which is again is another example of there's plenty of people I know who are very hardy and very like um, strong people, but they have a person or a thing that makes them like that, you know, because love is so powerful. Yeah, um, exactly. And that she as a character Astra still loves him despite everything you know and that she like and it's that kind of you're destined to be hurt some people just are um some people just are destined to keep making the same mistakes all the way to to the end of their life all be that they're i don't know they there's so many people isn't there there's that people who sit there and go i know exactly why smoking isn't good for me but i just do it because it's going to continue to do this thing because it's something that's me and I feel that it's me or whatever. And then there's some people who say, oh, I'm going to quit smoking. And then they go back to it. And they just do that all the way to the end of their life. And it's it's just a, a another great example of how sometimes people are just destined to have a, a more somber story. Or a more somber end. Yeah. And, you know, as much as you can say to somebody what you think they should or shouldn't do, you know, we're all entitled to to freedom to live life how we choose as long as mm-hmm. we're not hurting anyone else so it's kind of that situation as well it's like you can't you can't tell astrid what decision to make you can't tell giovanni what are you doing yeah. you absolute idiot um and like you said that's what you do with your friends as well you can give them advice but you can't make somebody make a decision because i mean they're entitled to live their life how they want no, and and particularly myself, I happened to go through a relationship in which I was in for five years, and then it happened to me at the end that the, they ended up cheating on me, and it was like the, the perspective of it all was just so like mad for me because you know I, I was there, and I, there was times that I felt those things, and I felt the way that Asher did, and I felt that the wall was pulled over my eyes to a degree, you know. But actually, for myself, it was like a huge character burning experience, and like I look back on it now more over it and stuff and see it as like you know it's it's all part of pushing me in the right direction really long term and then that person wasn't right for me you know um even though like it was really tough for my self-esteem and all that kind of stuff but like it, it just brought me back to those places but hearing giovanni talk about it was like you know he really gave perspective especially as he came to the everdor about the fact that he loved her and his his example of love may very much differ from how you know the general consensus or the my own personal point of view or yours you see of course that like he loved her in his way and that he remembered the times that he had with her and every time that he did go to settle down with her or every time he did like come back to astrid that she was a particular like you know he really felt for her but at the same time it's like oh it's just so intricate you know it's like is there a part of that kind of all of that stuff you know it's just it's just so interesting you know yeah and like i went through a very similar situation to yourself funnily enough also Mm. five years that's really weird (laughs) (laughs) Um, um but like what you said there about giovanni like especially at the everdoor when he's kind of almost going through like enlightening us about why he loves the way he loves and does the things he does like as somebody that also has ptsd Hmm. I recognize the way that 
and I think most people do, the way people deal with trauma is so different and yeah. nurture versus nature as well, like the environment you grow up in, especially because he's been at war, he very much could have PTSD. You know, the way oh, yeah. somebody's brought up and their values and how they've seen love portrayed, maybe he hasn't seen it any other way. That's not excusing bad behavior. No, in, no. In any sense of the no. word, but sometimes people just don't know because it's all they've ever known. And perhaps and the cycles happen. Yeah, and, and him being uh, involved in war or seeing war or being that close to death or that close to anything else is, is a part of him kind of saying that I lived life on the edge. I'd done things that perhaps just, you know, I'd done it just for excitement or I'd done it for this, I'd done it for that. And it's like you can see how potentially what he might have been through may have led him to make those decisions. And, and that, again, someone's individual life and what they've been through, which is particularly difficult as an empath to to myself to go through life because I understand other people's narratives so well that I often like elicitate their behavior or whatever or I go like oh actually I kind of understand like it's like saying oh I kind of understand Giovanni or I understand his point of view or how he done his story but it doesn't take away the fact that of course he you know is clearly hurt an asteroid or has done plenty of times and let alone who else he might have hurt his life you know and that there's a difference between understanding and and like facilitating for I guess um but yeah it's just it's just a it is really interesting um and that like was something that again not necessarily i wouldn't go as deep as saying it was like a therapy session for me because it's very different my scenario but like it was certainly enlightening to see how someone who you perceive and probably would end up getting into like or, or kind of standing by the fact that they're not a great person deep down perhaps the you know seeing their point of view and seeing the fact that they're like well you know i lived life to the ed- to on the edge i've done these things and i feel fulfilled by it in some way and it's almost still nice despite all of that to see that that person comes to that conclusion you know yeah for sure but one thing i like about that storyline so much and things like the last of us 2 as well mm-hmm. is the, like one of the things that you know makes me love the game as much as it does is nothing's black and white it's oh, all shades no. of gray because yeah. like nothing is black and white you might no. see something some way but that's because you know there's always two sides to a story and then there's the truth we're yes. here in astrid's side we're here in giovanni's side but you know the only people that are in that relationship are them um mm-hmm. so yeah i like that it doesn't villainize Giovanni, it shows what he did in a non-biased manner. Like, yeah. you, you know, you cheated. Like, that, that, that's point fact. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't, you know, where some, not even just in video games, in TV, film, books, whatever form of media you consume, a lot of it will villainize, not just in this situation, other situations, mm-hmm. but the fact that it isn't black and white and it kind of lets the player... Yeah, and I think something they want to feel. Yeah, and that's something that I think the general consciousness of media, as it's grown, is that there is less good and bad now, and more that villains can do bad things, but they often, you know, albeit superheroes or you know whatever, it's usually that there is like a reason in behind them being a bad person. And I like that. I like the fact that just generally now I think like things lean more towards like a less less of a just evil for evil's sake and more so like evil because they've had a hard upbringing or they had a tough childhood or they were, you know, they, they, they've been through 
like trauma and hard things that that can make a monster someone who potentially wouldn't have been a monster to begin with you know um which is cool but but yeah i I just like the fact that it leaves you to interpret stuff yourself and as you said a second ago about truth which i like is that you know your truth is what you can take from it you know And, and i think that is something that is about the overarching story like what is your perception of your narrative what is your perception of your life what is your perception of life itself what is it like oh, what is the you know what very made very well may differ for someone else it's at the end of the day it is about you perceiving things and how you perceive them and how regardless of how you you perceive them you have to perceive them anyway because you are going to die or you are going to this next place or you have to lie into bed with them at some point you know yeah, and you don't realise I that's just made me go off on another tangent of my brain there. I was just thinking as well, um, you know, something with the spirits and one of them I'll find the name. One of them's like your neighbour. You meet her a little bit later on. I think she's a little bit older as well. Um like you don't realise how much of an impact you have on someone because mm. some of these characters, the spirits that are in Stella's life, are really important people. And not so well, they're all important, but like if you were to look at it from an outsider's perspective, somebody like your neighbour, like, you wouldn't assume that your neighbour might be in that fold of, of of those spirits, but, you know, Stella talks about living in this really crappy flat, having no one, and her neighbour brought her food, um, yeah. you know, was there for her, and it's like, little acts of kindness, like, can stay with someone forever, and I think sometimes we forget, you know, being self-loathing humans that we are mm-hmm. um we forget sometimes like little things like that can make a really big difference and you don't realize like how much value you can bring to someone's life even yeah. if you weren't there for long you can always have an impact so which again it it is something that i echo in a lot of my like i've just started writing about video games but in especially in my podcasting is that it, it's that video games for me are the best way to consume a story because and i love film and i love books uh, but and i love music and and like i think it's but i think that video games are like a perfect kind of amalgamation of all those things and arts of course um but they're like a perfect uh, amalgamation of all those things and the the best thing about video games as opposed to when you're watching a movie is that it very much puts you in as the main character so you make decisions or you feel those things when you flinch at something in a video game you're flinching and you are the one that has to move away from it it's not like you know you're the person that has to open the door to the monster that's behind it in a scary movie you know you you're not like oh my god what are they doing why are they doing that you're like oh my god i actually have to go down down this corridor you know and that's something that's so powerful about video games and that's what I love I love the fact that this game particularly is just a, an example of just what we were saying about how you perceive people or how you perceive your own actions and it puts you in that situation where this game could then teach you that going in about your life now and like it's a perfect example to anybody listening to this or yourself Lucy of course or anybody that it doesn't matter whether for me in this game I think echoes what I'm about to say is that it doesn't matter whether it's a store clerk that is having a bad day and you have a decision yourself to be to be like oh fucking what a dick they are or be rude to them back or you can just try and make their day a little bit better or whether it's someone who's as as close to you as your mum and it's or, or something like that or you know like any family member or friend that your own story is so intertwined with theirs that you're a part of it you're a character yourself you're on their boat or whatever 
and that you can make a difference to them. Albeit, you know, you could be the, it's a difference between like, oh, do, do I make that cup of tea or don't I, you know? And you, you know, it's, it's just a, I think it gives you great perspective on that. Yeah, definitely. That was very eloquently put. Um, <laughs> this game really does just make you think about the meaning of life. And yes. What, like, thinking about your, that's really interesting. Everybody does have their own boat and we all have our own spirits, you know, mm-hmm. friends, family, people that you see across the street. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they may be on it for seconds, or they may be on it for years, or you know, <laughs> it's just it's a it's a you know fascinating concept. And the fact that you can be on someone else's is is the the another one of those things where you can judge or you can be those different things, you know, because like you say, you can make those decisions for those other people potentially yeah, or exactly. not, or help them or not, you know. Um, but yes, so one that I particularly want to talk about myself, and this is only because I didn't particularly like the characters, one I was kind of alluding to earlier on, that, that I I didn't like the character themselves, and I didn't relate to them much, um, and I'd done them very late in the game, is the bird that you, is artist? Oh, um, Gustav. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't particularly, like, resonate with that person very much and i was a bit like oh okay you know you want fancy you want everything to be suave and nice in your house and stuff which i'm already coming from my very uh uh working class background i'm always like oh this guy you know he's got <laughs> he's got taste and i bet he you know eats fragoire and drinks wine and <laughs> stuff like that so i'm already like you know the the class divide between me then <laughs> caused a problem in my mind but like uh, you know i was like uh I, what I found so beautiful about him, which again is something that I particularly just want to you know put out there as 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 I like to take these opportunities as I welcome people into the podcast to say hey this is your opportunity to leave a love letter but I also, I often uh, leave my own as well is that that this particular kind of I I struggle a lot throughout my life with like a lot of like ex- existential dread issues. Oh when God, I, I used, feel that. I used to just be like, oh, everything's meaningless. And, oh, you know, like, what, everything just like... And, and when he spoke about how, you know, everything in his house loses its meaning and falls away when he dies and when he doesn't exist anymore. Um, the, like, you know, the chair is only a chair because he's sat on it and it is, it's his. But once he dies, it suddenly becomes useless. And I think that happens when people die, like you're cleaning out their house and you realise that stuff's just stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, like, sort of harrowing at times. But, like, there's a lot of that that I, that I really struggled with and I really, like, just was like, oh, everything's pointless and everything's this. And, you know, something, like, you don't, you're not applying the right timeline to yourself is one of the things I've struggled with. So I'm always like, oh my God, like, you know, the sun's going to swallow the earth. And I'm just like, well, that's way out of my time timeline. Like, why am I sat thinking and worrying about that when my time, my time is completely contained before that ever happens, you know? Um, and and the, the, when he spoke about that, when he spoke about everything falling away, it really like resonated with me because I was like, oh, I've been through this, this kind of existential dread of like everything's meaningless, everything's pointless. And that he ends up saying about art and ends up saying about how art lives on in people. And, that you know, it's one of the great ways that humans live on regardless, you know, it will be at music or, you know, paintings or, or you know, certainly things I consider art, like writing and podcasting, stuff like that, that, 
his particular like final moments and final things that he was talking about and saying like really resonated with me because I have managed to get past that which I'm proud of myself for all that existential dread and stuff like that but like you know it really hit me when he was talking about that stuff you know because it because that's a lot of stuff that I would think about and I think that like again to liken to Last of Us there's something beautiful about when you walk around the world of The Last of Us to see how pointless everything you think has meaning now is as you walk through the houses, like keep coffee cups and stuff like that, <laughs> that you're like, this is a, like something that means something to me now, but suddenly in a, in a complete different scape that it means nothing. But at the same time, and this is where I give myself that context is that, you know, you are only applying that to the after, you know, and he's only applying it to what comes after the ever door. And that realistically it's, he's not applying in my mind the right like meaning to stuff he's just going oh it's all meaningless because of what's after but because you don't know what's after doesn't mean that the stuff you have now doesn't make sense so it doesn't mean that that coffee cup that's now in a post-apocalyptic zombie world useless that it wasn't built with meaning and had meaning at the time and that that doesn't just disappear you know yeah i i really like that actually because i do get what you mean i do i did quite like Gustav, even oh, though really? he was, yeah. he he came across, he comes across as very pretentious, but yeah. um, I don't know. Like I always go for the artsy characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, oh, um, I quite like you, but I do get what you mean because I mean I came from a working class background. I always have. So anytime yeah, yeah. I any anything that's classist, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got to recognize your privilege there, buddy. Um, but I think it's really interesting because. A lot of us, and I know I've I've done it before. You can attach yourself to like material things and think, "Oh, I'll be happy when I get this, or mm-hmm. when I have that." And the kind of the thing as well about, um, you know, existential dread as well. I think it's quite interesting. Like, I feel like especially just now, and I'm 27, um, and like in the world of social media and stuff like that, I think people can really feel like you have to be on a certain timeline. You have to buy a house at this age, do yeah. this at this age, X, Y, Z. And I certainly felt that a lot. Like I went through a full breakdown on my 27th birthday. I was like, I've not done this thing I said I was mm-hmm. going to do by the time I was 25 and all this kind of stuff. And I haven't got these things. And it's like, well, who said that you have to have a timeline? Like who said you have to do this by yeah. this age, this at that age? Because everybody's only got, well, we don't know, but we assume we've only got one life. Um, mm-hmm. You have to kind of live it to the fullest. And, you know, when everything's said and done, your stuff's not coming with you. Your accomplishments, if you will, your job's not coming with you. You know. But at the same time, at the same time, that's what I think this game's so great about. You know, like, sorry to interrupt you. It's just like that's no, just sorry. sprouting out things in my mind. That like this game so brilliantly echoes what you just said of being like, you know, there isn't a particular way you should live your life, and yeah. there isn't a perfect. And there isn't a this or that or the other. We are all individuals and we are all have our own stories. And yeah, you know, you, the, your favorite thing in the whole world and the thing you might spend your entire life on is your Xbox and you, and you have the, you know, it might mean the world to you. And if your house burned down, that would be the thing that you pick and take with you. <laughs> that like, you know, if that was, if that was the case, the, you know, at the end of the day, that's how I see it is that like, anyway just just personally it's just that like like you say it's it's not about the buying the house it's about the journey it's about the doing that for yourself and doing it for your own happiness and you can look back and say it's not about the house it's about the saving i had to do and all these things these journeys and 
little intricate things is like even down to the minute detail of the fact that you're like i didn't buy that freddo because i was like i'm not going to have freddos anymore because i'm trying to save for a house you know like those little individual tiny narratives and stories of what make people so beautiful and so amazing and so great yeah exactly exactly and like with the art bit as well with, with like gustav and stuff like that like that's really interesting and you know when, when he's saying like you know about the chair and everything and i'm leaving all this stuff but art will will always stay and you're right because yeah. podcasting is an art there's so many things that are art forms yeah. um and i think for anyone out there that wants to be a content creator and isn't sure like you know you have to do those things for you and yeah. that is that is art and you're putting something out in the world and um that's kind of part of your like legacy as well um, sure and legacy yeah, isn't really isn't the money you've made off podcasting. Legacy isn't no. the house you have off of podcasting or art or whatever it is. Legacy is the fact that you could do a nine to five, sit there and just, you know, eat your TV dinner and, you know, watch everything just and just, you know, end up in this kind of rut. But you're doing something that's creative and amazing. And, you know, it doesn't mean because it wasn't successful you haven't got that many views on it that it doesn't mean it's not a piece of art you know those scribbles exactly. that you've done in your book when you were you know in school those things are little tiny pieces of art little tiny pieces of expression and imagination and you know powerfully personify you in that moment <laughs> whatever which i think is super cool um but yes okay any other ones where you're going to trash through before we uh wrap um, up yeah so it was interesting there you're mentioning one of the spirits you didn't like one of the ones that I really didn't like up until the end I actually felt really bad because I really didn't like them and then we got to the Everdor and I was like well I was wrong was Bruce and Mikey Um, oh yeah yeah. It's like when you're on the ship with them and they're just bullying everyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> like shouting at all the other spirits and then like shouting at you for not feeding them. And I was just like, I really don't like these two. Um, but you, you kind of learn more about them and like the trauma that they went through. You know, they grew up um, in really difficult circumstances and they kind of only ever had each other. Um, and like I've got siblings as well, but I'm not close to, I'm not really close to my siblings but like i've got other people that are friends i would class as family yeah um like are like my brothers like i've got two friends that are pretty much class as my brothers so it was kind of like seeing them at the end when all was said and done and kind of like seeing the facade go away is what because they definitely had a facade on the ship and kind of they had to be they really are yeah yeah that's what they grew up with they had to be tough (laughs) yeah what did you think of them because i i thought that they were they were a great example. I thought it was really touching when you found out that, you know, Matey can't talk anymore. I thought that was really like, you know, that was really like, oh my gosh, and that hit me right in the heart. But like, I, yeah, I liked the whole kind of, they were obnoxious and bullies and just, you know, but they've, I thought they really like, in regards to class and stuff, I thought they really like personified kind of like poor people and poor, mm-hmm. like people who grew up in a tough area and had a tough upbringing and had to fight you know and very street street based or you know street wise and stuff and and i think that like they or gangs or whatever you want to you want to like attach to them that like it it come from this kind of place of poverty in the way that i sort of read it um and that they they just had a really tough upbringing and they had to fight for what they had and that's why they have that like abrasive nature and that they want to fight everything and everything's their enemy because that's what the the way they were born, the life they were born into. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And again, kind of, we were speaking about people like Giovanni and stuff like that. People are the way they are from their experiences, their environment, the people that they grew up with. Um, And Bruce and Mikey are a great showcase of that. And yeah, like the reveal um, of Bruce doing all the talking because Mikey's mute as well. And it's like a manifestation of his his brother it shows another way of how like people deal with grief and stuff as well yeah and it's such a heartbreaking story but you don't know that till the end and it mm-hmm. kind of it made me look back and i'm like oh, i really wish i gave them a chance you know it kind of made me look at myself and i was like i shouldn't have judged a book by its cover which yeah. even though i preach every day don't judge a book by its cover that's human nature for us to judge oh, people yeah. like oh, boy, everyone yeah. judges yeah. You, cannot, you, you know it's just part part of who we are so um, that was kind of like a lesson that I learned from the game, and it made me look, and I was like, "Oh right, okay, I was wrong." Mm-hmm. Um, so now I really like, I really like those two. And even just, really good story. Uh, I like the fact that it challenges stereotypes too. So like yeah. the the way that they talk is, it's like you immediately are like, "Oh, they like you know they they talk they talk very like gangster and stuff." So you know they they and you just immediately have these stereotypes in your mind of being like, "Oh, these just you know they just seem like dicks." You know, and I think yeah. that, that again, it challenges those those stereotypes again. Like it challenges the thought with Giovanni. The same thing, isn't it? Of like, you know, what what you consider to be bad is what someone else might not, or you know, perhaps there's more to the story. You know, being at pain or trauma or whatever else. And I, and I, particularly, they remind me of like, um, like I used to go to this this place called the Adventure Playground, right? And it was like a little like woods in my town, and uh, it it was like we used to go there. Loads of kids used to go there, and like there was just loads of kids that obviously came from tough upbringings used to go there and stuff. And they just they just reminded me so much of those kids of just like you know parents that didn't particularly care about them, you know, and they they just had like a real tough upbringing and just like wanted to fight the world because of it, you know, and wanted to have this tough exterior when really like there's quite a lot of pain deep down. And yeah, at the end of the day, angry the, at the world. yeah, and the, and the, there's lots of that in like, and my you know, people in childcare and people who who uh, stuff like that, they're often quite angry at the world because of their experiences and stuff. But at the end of the day, there is way ways in which to relate to them, or there is ways in which to make them make connections with them either way, you know. Um, which is just you know, and I love the fact they have all like. <laughs> something that just gives them like a, a spice a bit of character is the fact they have all that like oh we want all this sick stuff in our house like big boom box and hot, hot tub and stuff you know? <laughs> they for sure had the best house out yeah of all of them <laughs> yeah, it was a pad that was a pad that place actual yeah. goals <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i really like them um I, I, again they weren't someone who like particularly i'd be like oh my god like they'd be in my top 10 you know gaming characters of all time or anything like that i don't think any of the characters in this game would be for me personally i think the game is itself like as like again a tapestry kind of makes a really beautiful photo but like yeah like there's a lot that really hit me hard but not necessarily that i'd be like oh that's you know they particularly are like the reason i love this game you know what i mean yeah it's the whole package it's the mm-hmm. story it's the like the soundtrack it's the the game mechanics it's it's everything woven together that creates this like beautiful little masterpiece yeah um i I love all the characters but there isn't anyone in there where i'm like oh i see myself in that person or i would take that away like i'm saying about alice but she's not in like my top 10 but the whole thing you can appreciate it all is like a a complete 
stories and i think that's where again they're all like little miniature stories within a story and that's something that they do very well as well they don't go too deep with anyone so they don't like really take you through it they just kind of let you know they let you yeah. know things like you don't really like again with giovanni you don't know what he's actually been through you just know he's been to war you know that he's been through things and they leave that open they leave it open to interpretation because again you can only assess people to a certain degree you can't live their lives like that's the difference between again to liken to the last of us you live things through ellie so that's like very different and you can attach yourself to her in a very different way but like the way that these characters are, are much more like little short stories that then are feeding a greater narrative of what is it to be human or what is it to live yeah um, exactly but yeah any others not those are kind of like the the main ones for me i know there is other characters um i can't remember there is one and you can't take him on the ship with you and it's a shame because i really liked him it was the one that was at the hospital i didn't remember i didn't see that oh did you know well there's one there's one spirit replayability as well you Mm -hmm. know you could always play it back there's one it's on this island and like you find out his likes and dislikes you get the same like character sheet like you do with the other spirits yeah but he doesn't come on the ship with you or at least he didn't for me um what, he always, what animal was he, he oh what was he um i think he, i can't remember was it a wolf or something i'd have to double oh, right. check um i'm gonna do that just now actually because yeah, yeah. that's going to annoy me <laughs> um but what about he, stanley oh i love i actually love stanley <laughs> so cute stanley's super cute stanley stood oh. out to me as being like you know I think again, like to to sort of again, we've we've. If anybody's still on board at this point, you're certainly a, a someone who's played the game. But like, I love the fact that you, the way you actually come about getting Stanley and you have to grow him. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Like that, how yeah, they do like all these the fire different things. Glue and stuff. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love all that stuff. Uh, oh, it, just speaking of that, visually, the different things that happen, like the storm you go through, you have to pick up the little things as they like as they fly through the ship and stuff, like. The fact that there isn't really any way to die or real enemy in it, I like that. I like the fact that it's not got that kind of, like, I don't know, fighting mechanics or any of that kind of stuff, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, just as you were saying, that's so true, because, like, each of the characters as well has some way of helping you in terms of, like, crafting or progressing, so, like, you know, you get the, you can catch jellyfish or you can do, like, the star the star one like comets there's the lightning bolts there's the the dragons um yeah oh the dragons how satisfying is that um oh, that was so good oh man getting that stuff off them is just like oh my god but like yeah it, again that's just a it's it's a, a a great example of how though those individual things again just to kind of liken to the overarching overarching story is that each individual moment that you do with the characters like the little mechanics you can do with them even the fishing is just like really really well done and really beautiful and like oh, i just love it i really, really really like it i was just looking at that spirit so just if you ever do play it again or if anyone that's listening that found this mm. character um their name's jackie and and he's a, a hyena so he's in this like rundown hospital that's in overbrook so it's like later on in the game yeah when you kind of extend the map and he's a caretaker because there's a patient called uh, daria um and he kind of leans on you to help out. So, like, you'll go away on the, the ship. He gives you, like, a... It's almost one of those old-school... Oh, 
what's it called? You know, like the it's not it's not the phones but before phones where it was like these little messaging telegram telegraph or whatever. Where it's like, kinda, 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 yeah, kind of. Um, but he'll just message you like, "I need you. I need oh, help. Really? I'm panicked." And it's a really sweet story. So oh. I don't actually know if you can ever get him on the ship, but I never could. And yeah, it broke my heart because he was really a, a good character. I have to give a quick shout out as well to the general people of the world. And there's so many different scenarios you come across. Like I love it when you go to that place and there's all those like people outside doing the strike for the work and stuff, and you have to go up and convince the guy to to get to let them in or whatever it is, and he has to like lower their wages or whatever, and you have to go find little CEOs like trap themselves in a little room upstairs and stuff. That's great. And like, oh, I love that. You know the little guys who give you the CD? They're hilarious. The little like rap group or whatever they are. And oh yeah, like... they want to take over the world. You have to like <laughs> give their CD out to all the, the little towns and stuff. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. And just just the general kind of like spirits that are going by, which is cool again, because it likens to that kind of theory of like your ship is people that you've interacted with or you've spent your time with, but there are all these spirits and like things all go around all around the world. And I really like that. You know, I like the fact that they they all have, and and that's particularly where the game shines in. Just like this, there is some real hefty emotional stuff that happens throughout the game, but like particularly those characters are really like hearted a lot of the time, and doing like silly little things to see little interactions and just saying funny stuff. Like one of I remember that's just come to my head is that you like walk by and there's a couple of them over a bridge and they're talking about like spitting down at cars, you know, and it's just like little things like that. You're just like, oh, and they're like little perfect like examples of just people that pass you by that you never particularly interact with to a, to, with in great depth yeah that's true i didn't think about it like but yeah there's so many people that you pass that you you might never see again but who knows if you were a yeah. person some yeah. of them might have been on your ship so yeah i never actually thought about it like that but you're right although there's a different spirit fair that's coming for them you know yeah this is true yeah that's that's a that's a cool concept um but yes, is there anything else particularly that just stands out about the game to you that you, that um, you want I to just, the the soundtrack I think is yeah. really, really good in this game. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Um it just like and all the characters have like their own little music theme as well. Mm-hmm. And I love when you get to build the lounge for Giovanni and then you can like play the different different songs as the game progresses. Yeah. It's just like it reminds me of kind of a game I was talking about earlier, Night in the Woods, where it's very atmospheric. Yes. Um and it's really relaxing. And like there's so many points in the game as well where I really like at nighttime that like you can sit and you can look out at the stars and you can see like the figures as the spirits that you put in the Everdor and the music to that fits oh, it's it beautiful. so beautifully. Like I mean considering there's no spoken dialogue you know, you rely on the soundtrack and the sound yes. effects and all that kind of stuff. And it gives game, it so. like contest and personality yeah, and stuff. It's exactly. great. Yeah. yeah. And I love like I love just whacking out my little guitar and having a little play. Like even if it wasn't to the plants to make them grow, but like just on the edge of the ship, I always used to just have a little play of the guitar and stuff, just as I'm passing from A to B. You know, and something that, that this game does that is very similar to Night in the Woods is that Night in the Woods offers this, which is really cool. Which again, in a in a world of where we're very much more human doings than human beings is that like it's it gives you these moments to sit and take things in which people don't do now as much because we're just do 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 what's next what am i doing next what's next thing i'm ticking off even in video games you know and what 
like Night in the Woods does and what this does is it gives you an opportunity to just sit and just take it in. Be a human being for a moment, not a human doing, you know, and just I take it in. really like Life is Strange for that. Really? Because there's specific moments where you're allowed to sit. And I would recommend that when you're playing it, do sit because you get additional dialogue oh, that cool. you wouldn't unless you did. Nice. And you can stay there for as long as you want. You can stay for five minutes. You could stay for hours. Um, and just having the option to just kind of be. Just be. Exactly. <laughs> in a world exactly. where go, go, go. And exactly. Really and that's, and that, again, that's just a... It's as, as much as... Again, to, to liken to the existential dread, you can always look out at a sunset and think, oh, you know, this is only a moment. But, you know, that is it. That Everything is a moment. Every, you know, this, what we've shared now is a moment, you know, and, and it's just about sometimes just taking it back. I, I often do it when I'm, because, you know, I love podcasting so much and I love talking about video games so much that, like, when someone goes off on a rant or when someone's talking, I just, like, take it in and just breathe in and just think, I love this. I love mm-hmm the fact that like this you know this moment or this you know i i sit there and sometimes i it might just be making a cup of coffee or something and i'm just like i tell you what i'm just just i just am just enjoying just being you know just experiencing whatever this is because <laughs> none of it makes sense <laughs> and i don't think any of it ever will and i think that's something that again stuff like edith finch really plays into but like it's it, this game is just really really good for that and uh, and i think that if you go through it and you take away from it even just the first thing you said lucy about having the like how it might change just how you feel about loss is great uh or it could be how you interact with people or any of that stuff i just think that if there's any piece of media or art or anything or even if you yourself can be the vessel in which someone can take away that and live their life as a better person or something i think that's just amazing yeah, I think anyone that plays this game will have something to take away from it. There'll be something they can relate to, whether it be with one of the spirits, or about loss, or any of those. I think everyone will come away and relate to something. I think it's quite a universal game. Like yeah. a, the, it, the, a lot of the experiences are very universal human experiences. Yeah, and it's very chill as well which is cool um and it's like methodical and there's stuff that it doesn't allow you so much to just like although it allows you to speed the ship up and there is times where it's and there's something i I like particularly about not to go off on another tangent again but like there's something i like about red dead is it's really deliberate and it's like you can't just run from a to b or fast travel everywhere it's like you can just sometimes you just got the boats just going you know you're going from a to b and it puts you in these situations where you do take these moments to hey i'll check in on this person or hey i'll do these different things or hey i'll you know check how the plants are doing or do this different thing or get yourself in a little routine like you said where you wake up do the plant check your food put some food on go then check on everyone else and come back down the food will be done you know those kind of things that that make games like stardew valley and stuff like that so so great for people um but yeah, I, I just I just think that as a whole, it's just cool because again, this this game particularly for me is just like a huge tapestry of a million different things all going on, and you know you can take your you can really get yourself absolved in individual people, individual moments. But I just like it as a whole. It's really really good. It's a nice package of a game. Really good for an indie too. Yeah, it's a fantastic indie game. Like so well polished. Yep, for sure. 
and it's definitely just like as a piece of art like the the music the visuals and you know the mechanics and stuff i just think it is just a a real great example of of how you know how good video games can be you know it's one of Um. those games where i'm really jealous of anyone that gets to play it for the first time yes it's just one of those experiences <laughs> yeah and i think for me like personally just because of like i don't know how backlogs work and how i i particularly go through it's one of those games that doesn't particularly call to me for a play, replay but i've played through night of the woods again but like uh you know particularly for me that like, the replay of this doesn't particularly call to me but i almost feel like i'm happy with that i feel like i'm like oh you know i'm happy with the story that i took from it yeah and that it is in some way incomplete because some way that kind of in my mind weirdly enough seems to just suit this game <laughs> yeah no i get that like you don't feel like you have to complete everything no even if you are a completionist because like 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 said with um atul like you know some of the characters you don't get those goodbyes or you don't get to have them on the ship and like it's just yeah it's it's you can be content with and be like that was my story that's how i experienced it yeah and i'll I, leave it at that i came across a spirit last minute and I happened to be doing it for a like I was trying to do it because I was trying to rush through it to get to do a podcast about it basically, and I found a spirit and I was just like, I just don't I don't want to play this game anymore. I've had enough of it. Basically, was my where I was in my head at that moment, and and I was just like, I'm happy with where I've left this. I'm happy with the the journeys I've been through. I'm happy with the stars that I've put up into the sky and the this is my time to go. And I think that is something that particularly stuck with me, where I was just like okay, this is my decision of my time to go and it's my time to finish playing this game or to have enough of it. And I like that. I like the fact that it was almost like I took myself to the other door because I didn't... I, I My journey, I believe, was finished. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's cool. That's something that kind of is what the game... Um, or I think it's maybe the makers of the game would, be, would, would like, you know. Um, but yeah, anything else? Anything else quickly before we before we wrap it up? No, not that I can think of. I think that's everything. Yeah. I think that uh, another thing is that just just to just to I know I've spoken quite a lot, but um, one thing I have to say is that you know I, I you don't know who particularly at any moment in your life may just flash across you, or you may see them on Twitter, or you may see them in these different areas. And there's been plenty of times where I've seen you and checked you out and just been like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'd like to tweet, or you've been involved in a group of tweets of other people or whatever. And, you know, perhaps if you'd have asked me two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whether we'd ever have a proper podcast or interaction, I would be like, oh, maybe, maybe not, you know. Um, But I'm really happy that for some reason we've collided in the way that we have because you're particularly easy to talk to. You're particularly easy to podcast with and stuff, which is cool. And you're passionate and stuff like that, which makes me, you know, more than happy to have had you on. And thank you for coming on, you know. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's been really nice. This has been like one of the most philosophical podcasts I've been coming yeah. on, which is interesting because we've spoken about on some of my podcasts things like, because I do horror, mm. like Martyrs, which is about the meaning of life. But yeah. this is more like, yeah, it's been really nice and really insightful. And um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Sure. Thank and I, I, I certainly more than happily welcome you on again to 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 have it on but you know thank you so much for for joining me and being a part of this and then breaking down something that you know 
is so intricate and so huge and everything and i'm sure there's plenty that we've missed i'm sure there's people out there going oh my god why didn't you talk about stanley even way more because stanley like made me cry or you know this but <laughs> again it's one of those things where everybody who's listening everybody who's played this game will take different things from it yeah. and um it's just been a fantastic conversation but thank you so much Lucy, for coming on um and i'm sure perhaps you know if you if you're uh, so inclined you'll come on and talk about all different types of games that's for sure but um yes Thank you so much and thank you everybody for listening. Um, I hope that you enjoyed your story and that you took some amazing things from this game as well or if, if anything, just enjoyed the experience of the the pure joy of hitting the pickaxe at the exact moment that it stops going... <laughs> you know like what a moment that is when you just when you just let it go the right moment because it's been four times where you've it's broken and you're like god but then it's just that last time that you just go and it just breaks through that rock oh beautiful absolutely beautiful <laughs> <laughs> but yeah right thank you very much and um yeah we'll uh you'll hear from us again <laughs> cheers bye thank you again for listening to another pixie gaming podcast uh, whichever one it was you chose to listen to today we are pixie podcast on twitter pixie podcast on instagram pixie gaming podcast on facebook and pixie gaming podcast on youtube and our website is www.pixiepodcast.co.uk thank you so much for listening you're all a bunch of legends and uh, here's a little outro music so enjoy